I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star, Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality, Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation.
Welcome to WCW Retro, everyone. I'm your host for the evening, Papa Stro, the Maestro of Wrestling. Great to have you guys with us here tonight. I'm really excited about tonight's uh, live podcast. Uh, we're going to be discussing the greatest commentators and interviewers in wrestling history. It should be a great topic to talk about and ready to dive in with the callers and uh, get into it. I'm really excited. Uh, as you heard uh, earlier, uh, the new theme song, for the debut Sting is now All Elite, an incredible AEW Dynamite the other night. Uh, uh, both that and NXT shows were solid uh, in, in preparation for the upcoming War Games pay-per-view uh, this coming Sunday on the WWE Network. Uh, really excited about that as well. Uh, lots to talk about tonight. Uh, the wrestling world is on fire, if you will. A lot of exciting things happening. And including the AEW's partnership with Impact Wrestling. I mean, I mean, things are just, uh, what a difference one night makes. <laughs> or a week makes, no doubt. But we'll be diving into that and talking about the greatest commentators and interviewers in wrestling history. Uh, should be a lot of fun tonight, for sure. Uh, reminder, anytime you guys want to call during tonight's live podcast, because I see the callers are lining up as we speak, and we're getting you guys momentarily. But if you... If any of you listening would like to call in and give your feedback, call in anytime tonight at 914-338-1885. That number is 914-338-1885. And let me give you a few, few shout-outs and plugs, if you will, to get this party started. Uh, first off, uh, the Dust Series, with the Star of the Chief, is on Avail TV. You can check out all three seasons at availfilms.com, A-V-A-I-L-Films.com. Also, you can check out the Dust Series on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I, I started as a chief uh, in, in that series. It's great, great binge watching, and we're going to be on set uh, this coming year for uh, season four of the Dust Series. I'm really excited about it. But check us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Avail TV. Um, I'm going to be on set soon for The Devil's Daughter, which is a Harlequin origin story. I'll be starring as Jer- Dr. Jeremy Arkham. In that upcoming film, and for more information on updates for that film, go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Real Devil's Daughter. And I'm going to be in a horror movie next year uh, called Stench of Iniquity. And for more updates on that, go to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stench of Iniquity. And I'm going to be uh, making a special appearance soon in the upcoming uh, Hightown series on the SARS channel. Uh, uh, be looking for, out for myself and uh, Louise Guzman. will be on there as well. So uh, uh, yeah, check your uh, times and channels for Hightown on the SARS channel. Look for a, a Papa Stro appearance, if you will, <laughs> on that episode. Um, also... Uh, shout out to my friends at Lost in the Funhouse podcast on YouTube. Greg Bo, Blondie, and Antler Hill. Give them some love on YouTube. Just type in Lost in the Funhouse podcast on YouTube to find them. Great people. Uh, Masters of Ring Entertainment, mastersofringentertainment.com. Fishing with Special Friends at fishingwithspecialfriends.com. If you'd like to be a future guest on WCW Retro, uh, hit me up. Shoot me an email, wcwretro at yahoo.com, and let's talk and let's get you on the show, man. i can get some exposure for you. Uh, also, um, I'm accepting bookings for TV, wrestling, film, voiceover, commentary, endorsements, seminars, p- 
conventions, comic cons, radio, autograph signings, you name it. I uh, I do a lot these days. Uh, hit me up, Spooky Studios, truly. Uh, Strofoy at yahoo.com. It's S-T-R-O number four Y-A at yahoo.com. Uh, for my social media roundup, uh, my official website is thestro.com. My merchandise page, thestro.com slash merchandise. Uh, Twitter, at sign the stro. Instagram, stro maestro. Um, YouTube channel, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash stro maestro. Uh, on Twitch, at twitch.tv slash realpapastro. If you'd like to make a donation, buy me a cup of coffee, tips, etc. Make all donations to my PayPal, paypal.m, as a Mary, E as an Eat, paypal.me slash papastro. There you go. And uh, and be sure to support us, WCW Retro and VOC Nation, on Pro Wrestling Tees at ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOC Nation. And uh, buy lots of VOC Nation t-shirts, guys, including... WCW retro shirts and shirts of yours truly, the four faces of Stro, on sale and, and proceeds will help benefit the VOC Nation network. So please give us some love on Pro Wrestling Tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash VOC Nation. And, and, and just in time for Christmas. So, no. Uh, but uh, thank you guys for your support. Much appreciated. Support all the podcasts here on VOCNation.com. Give us all some love. Uh, a lot of great things happening. Uh, we got Shirley Martinez Wednesdays, uh, Ken Resnick, Chris Wirt, also Wrestling the History. Uh, of course, WCW Retro here every Thursday night at 9. Uh, in the Room every Tuesday at 9. Brady Hicks, Kathy Fitzpatrick, Derek McDonald, Matt Grimm, and myself. Briscoe and Big Ace on Sundays. Uh, wrestling with Problems. Uh, the whole nine and more exciting things to come on VOCNation.com. So uh, give us some love and support, man. We love you. Thank you so much. And with that, we'll be taking our first commercial break. And when we come back, we'll be talking greatest commentators and interviewers, man. Really, really excited. And to lead us into a commercial, why don't we look? I had to hear it just a minute ago. I had, okay. Let's go to the commercials from Sid Vicious. All right. Be back in a few, folks. Stick with us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check. 
check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein to the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back to WCW Retro. Uh, Papa Stroh here. Uh, I want to uh, also uh, give a few more announcements before we get to the college, if you will. And tonight's going to be a great night. We're going to be talking about greatest commentators and interviewers. Uh, but first off, I uh, want to let you know that uh, I will be making an appearance uh, next Sunday, if you will, December 13th, at the Charlotte Comic Con. Uh, at Embassy Suites in Concord, North Carolina, and I'll be there from 10 to 6, I believe, and I'll be along, 
with the uh, the fellow cast members of The Devil's Daughter, which I mentioned earlier at the top of the hour. So uh, if you guys in the area, come by and see us. Uh, and it'll be from 10 to 6 at the Embassy Suites in Concord, North Carolina for Charlotte Comic Con. should be a great time. Lots of fun. Uh, also, uh, Friday night on my sci-fi show, horror sci-fi show, rather, <laughs> The Stroh Zone, um, at midnight Eastern Standard Time tomorrow night on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Joe the Maestro, will be a double feature, if you will. Uh, Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter and Billy the Kid versus Dracula. So please come on and, and join us. It's going to be a great time tomorrow night in the Stroh Zone. Uh, join myself and Dorothy and the gang. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, before we get to callers, I give a special 10-bell salute to uh, someone that was, uh, was very dear to me that uh, really helped me out a lot in the wrestling industry and so many others, uh, the legendary Pat Patterson, uh, who uh, passed away, unfortunately. Um, uh, he was uh, loved by many of us in the wrestling business, and uh, we would definitely never, never forget him. Uh, so uh, if you would just join me for a 10-bell salute to the great late Legendary Pat Patterson. Thank you guys. Uh, let's get to it, man. Greatest commentators and interviewers tonight. Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's, let's bring in the callers in, join the party, and uh, but just bear with me here, folks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, nine hundred three area code. Welcome to WCW Retro. How you doing, Stro? Well, Dustin, welcome back, man. How you doing? Doing great. Well, actually. Uh, it's not been good the the last twenty four hours. Oh gosh, uh, everything okay? Everything okay there? Well, my uncle Mark passed away yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, man. He had he had COVID nineteen. Oh jeez, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I thought some prayers with y'all for sure. Thank you. Um. So so who is some. Well, Dustin, where you got you on the line? Who were some of your favorite commentators through the years that you really enjoyed, man? Uh, Jim Ross and Michael Cole. Okay, right on. Yeah, I mean they both, and well, both of them are still contributing greatly to the wrestling industry as we speak. Uh, you know, Michael Cole, of course, is still with WWE, and uh, Jim Ross is with AEW now. Um, do you have any like special moments that you remember with any of those guys? Uh, none I can remember on top of my head. I really. Well, that's cool. That's a great start, man. Uh, Michael Cole and uh, Jim Ross, man, two of the greats. Uh, if you even stick with us, man, we'll bring in some more people to the party. Okay, just hang tight. Uh, okay. Okay. All right, eight oh four. It's my man Steve. Steve, welcome back, brother. How you doing, man? 
Saving is this huge, my friend. <laughs> All right, we're hang, hang, hang tight, Steve. Hang tight. We're going to get some more, more people in the mix. All right, uh, 479 area code. Welcome to WCB Retro. Hey, Stro. It's Granny. Hi, Granny. Welcome back. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. That's good. Just hanging Glad in there, you know. Right? Hanging in there. Well, you know, oh, yeah. I unfortunately, my son and I, we both tested positive for COVID. I tested Monday and he tested Tuesday, but I don't think I really have it. I think it was a false positive test because I haven't had no fever and I just have a little bit of a sinus headache. And But, you know, I'm having to do the quarantine for 10 days, so we'll see what happens, but... They you said if I did have it, it was a very, man. very mild. Well, I appreciate it. Very mild case. So I just Thanks. hope my son doesn't get worse. You know, but absolutely. And I'm sorry for uh, Justin's loss. You know, that was so sad about his uncle. So. Well, well, Granny, uh, the topic of tonight is greatest commentators and interviewers. Uh, so let's get into it. Who's the, who, who are some of your favorite commentators through the years that you enjoyed? Well, you know, of course, my first favorite is going to be Killer Ken Resnick. I mean, you know, I, I mean, he's one of my favorites for the top of the list. And of course, yeah, one of the Jesse OC Ventura, Nation's own, right? <laughs> yeah, Je- Jesse Ventura. He was awesome. He did an awesome job back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. I enjoyed him. G- Gorilla Monsoon. Right. I mean, you know, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler. I mean, you know. I wasn't a big Bobby the Brain Heenan fan, you know, even though him and Gorilla Monsoon, you know, worked really well together, you know. But Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. There, they were a great lot of, there was a lot of, lot of great announcers and interviewers, you know. And, of course, you know, the reason why I said Killer Ken, not just because he's part of the VFC Nation, but, you know, I actually got to know Ken Resnick personally when traditional championship wrestling used to run in Arkansas. You know, he was part of that for a long time, and that's where my family and I got to know him personally. So That's awesome. Big shout-out shout to my, my friend Ken Resnick. All right, yeah. All right, Ken. If you're listening, we're thinking about you, buddy. You're awesome. All right, let's let's get some more people in the mix here. Uh, let's hang loose. Okay, 208 area code. Welcome to WCW Retro. Hey, Papa Stro. Um, Malcolm, I, I, I got three. Back, man. How you doing? All right, I got three. Um, first two, Roddy all right, Piper. All right, give it on it. Go ahead. Right from the start. That's great. What you got? Rowdy Roddy Piper. And, um, oh, he was great commentator. And Granny yeah. mentioned Jesse the Body Ventura. Um, I got to mention him. But the guy you talked about earlier, I met him three times. I met him with Baron von Raschke, and Baron von Raschke put the claw on me at the CAC in 2018. Oh, and Pat Patterson. And Pat was actually the commentator with Gorilla Monsoon. Which, That's right. Uh, January 23rd, 1984, when Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik. And Hulkamania right. was born. Yeah. So Yes. Pat. Yeah, Pat. God. Pat could do it all, man. Wrestle, I know. commentate, uh, great, great, great finishes, and come up with great concepts for shows and events. He was awesome, you dude. Just, you don't know how cool it was. You were five years old, and you saw Pat and Rocky. They were your favorites. And then you get to meet them, 
you know, for the first time in 2008. You just don't. I was at Big Time Wrestling. He even sold me a CD of songs. He used to sing, uh, and I listened to it. I told him it was awesome. He had an awesome singing voice, too, if anybody didn't know. So. Oh, Same yeah, yeah, stuff like he was that. quite quite the singer. <laughs> yeah, right. Great yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pat, Pat's one of the all-time best, man. Uh, I'm going to miss him so much. He uh, was my original okay, Hulkamania. Okay, well, 8043 area code. Welcome to WCW Retro. Hey, hey, it's Dr. John. How are you doing? Dr. John, welcome back, sir. How you hey, doing? Hey, Dr. John. Dr. John! Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I've got two, I've got two, and I'm glad I got to them first. First of all, Go Mean ahead. Gene Oakland. Yeah. We love Mean yeah. Gene. Yeah, oh, man, Mean and Gene. Then, yes. And then, love and then the one that people seem to always forget. How can you forget Gordon Soley? Amen. Oh, the, the oh, dean, the dean of commentating, man. To this day, still the dean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought Gordon Soley was great. Great when I watched him on Florida Championship Wrestling, and I mean, he was just—he's just so weird, wooden, and, and crazy, and just—it was—it was great. It's what oh, made wrestling one, wrestling back then. Yeah, you know, nothing—nothing hardly phased Gordon. You know what I mean? He was just straight to the point, and I mean, and no one could say souffle and high high hip toss like Gordon Soley could. Man, he was—it was just awesome. Yeah, Papa Strove, when Sting won the title at the Great American Bash 1990, Gordon Sully did the interview when he won, after he won the title. Oh, that's right. He sure was. Yeah. He was there. Yeah, Gordon's like the mecca of commentators, man, even to this day, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I guess that nod today would have to go to someone like a Jim Ross, who's, you know, has a lot of history. But uh, Gordon, man, he, he pretty much set the pace for all of the commentators. <laughs> Nowadays, hands down. Yes, he did. I'll tell you who else was a good commentator, and I don't know if many people saw him or not, but but he was on Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling. Was Johnny Weaver? Johnny Weaver was yeah. a great commentator. Johnny Weaver was yeah, great, great commentator. Um, yes. Matter of fact, uh, I, I used to be on the road uh, with Bob Cottle, who also was a Mid Atlantic. Championship wrestling commentator and Smoky Mountain wrestling commentator, and uh, we would tell Johnny Weaver stories all the time. And I actually met Johnny Weaver when I first started the pro wrestling business years ago. And uh, what an honor it was! I mean, uh, Johnny Weaver was just amazing. You know, he he pretty much uh, after after every show he would sing the song like "Turn Out the Lights, The Party's Over." <laughs> I just love that. Man. <laughs> great stuff. Absolutely, I remember hearing him do that. I really do. It was great. Uh, All right, well, there's time. my three. That's awesome. Um, I, I, uh, another legendary commentator uh, I thought there was Lance Russell with uh, Memphis Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, man, I mean, that, talk, talking about great voice. And, he, you know, he dabbled with a little bit later years later with uh, WCW as well. Did some stuff with WCW. So, yeah, one of the all-time best. And what a great guy Lance was. Great guy. And you referred to Mean Gene Oakland uh, earlier. Uh, I, I know I uh, one of the guys I really became friends with him and Bobby Heenan uh, during my time in uh, WCW. And Gene, uh, I, I knew I was going to get interviewed doing a promo with Gene Oakland. I knew it was going to be a, a good time because uh, Gene's just like professional 
all the way one one all time best and uh just him him and Bobby Heenan's humor were just uh a hands down second to none I mean, as far as uh quick witted and timing and <laughs> never a dull moment with those guys. It was so much fun. Exactly. Yeah, Papa Straw just thought of two more. One was Shoot, the honky tonk man. And the oh, other was, yeah, was terrible. You know, the cream always rises to the top, the macho man that you do so good. Oh yeah, Randy was a great commentator. <laughs> Love yes. Randy's commentary. You did a great macho man, Papa God, <laughs> yeah. With, with uh, and when Randy and Roddy Piper would get together to do commentary, oh my God, it was, yeah. it was great. <laughs> the best. Oh, oh my God, Stro, can, can you can you can you please do a tribute to one of the great commentators in wrestling? Dusty. None other than the American Dream, Dusty yeah. Rhodes. Could you please do a, the yeah, American please. Dream for us? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, you got two requests. See. <laughs> oh well. Let's see here. Oh gosh. I had something here. I didn't know if I got. Uh, uh, where's that at? Oh, I'm looking for it. Give me a second here. <laughs> uh, here we go. If you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you will. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Let's see. I don't remember. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, here, here's the bit. This is the bit where they're doing the commentary, doing one of the Chris Benoit, Kevin Sullivan, Paul Scott anywhere matches, right? And and they ended up in the restroom, right? And uh, yeah. And, and and Dusty was freaking out. He was going, "They're the latest bathroom, baby. They're the latest bathroom. He he do the toilet paper the fattest head, baby. What, what's going on, Tony? What's going on, Daddy?" They need to get out of there. <laughs> what are they doing in the ladies' bathroom? What's wrong with them? <laughs> oh my goodness, that was hysterical, man. And and Ben Wallace just beating the crap out of each other. Oh my god, it was it was crazy. But here Dusty doing Dusty doing the commentary for that was just <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely. Now don't forget Tony Schiavone. And by the way. The amazing Velvet is under the weather, and he will not be with us tonight. I just w- oh. remembered that he he wanted you he wanted you to know he is under the weather and going to the doctor tomorrow. So anyway, but yeah, oh, Tony Schiavone, don't forget him. Feels better. Oh, Tony. Matter of yeah. fact, speaking of Tony, man, he totally made. You talking about how commentators can totally make or break a a wrestling star? Uh, Tony totally made that. Debut for Sting's uh, appearance uh, the other night for AEW. Uh, winter is coming, and when Sting came out and and Tony said, "Here's you know this is Sting, right?" And with excitement, and it just added more to the uh, the epic moment. You know when Sting made his entrance, and it was just tremendous. And that was all with the commentary, right? Because uh, you had him, Jim Ross there, and I mean they were right on point, man. When Sting made his uh, debut there. It was pretty epic. I got the uh, I got the chance to meet Tony a couple of years ago and uh, see Sting on the same show. So it was kind of cool to see Tony and Sting on the same show on TNT uh, after almost two decades after WWE folding. But it was kind of cool seeing them again after seeing them in person. You seen all those guys there, and it was like all like the stars did a line for one night, 
to make magic, man. It was it, it was just pure magic. Watch, I, I'm not, and I'm not, I, you know, I'm not exaggerating. It, it, it literally was just magic watching uh, that moment on EW Dynamite. It was tremendous. He popped yeah, I love the. Uh... No, yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead, and let Steve finish. Okay, go ahead, Steve. Oh I'm yeah. Love the uh, snow and the entrance and uh, the Darby Allen stare down. It's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, uh, I, did, I had chills watching the whole time. It was just uh, this amazing moment. I mean, between that uh, and you have the possible AEW Impact Alliance, Impact Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. yeah, oh my God. There's so many things that it was just popping right and left. And, uh, I'm really excited, man. I'm excited for what uh, lies ahead. But I mean, that hands down. I mean, things are really—it's exciting, really exciting now with AEW step really stepping up their game, and you got NXT War Games this this weekend. This is—it's really cool stuff, man. It really is. And um, I know, uh, I know we've we've uh, we haven't mentioned Mario, uh, the com the former commentator for Mario. NXT. Mario, yeah. Uh, he he's, yeah, he's a great I, commentator. Yeah, I think um, he, I think he gets underappreciated, even though he, he he does get a lot of praise. I think um, I thought he was a good fit for NXT and brought a lot of excitement to the brand. Absolutely, and yeah, uh, you know I miss I miss Booker T I miss Booker T on commentary too. I mean, God, yeah. he was kind of like you know he. You know, he gave that wrestler's perspective, you know, kind of like what Taz did, Taz does with his commentary, which, you know, I really appreciate. Right. Yeah, Papa Stroke, can I mention two more? Sure. Um, I want to mention, before he joined the NWL, when he was on Nitro, Eric Bischoff, I thought he did a good job. And then, oh, yeah, one of my favorites, Vince McMahon, when he used to team up with Jesse the Body, on uh, on Saturday night's main event, he was classic calling the matches. Yeah, and yeah, Jed, very Jed humorous. Still puts Vince over as his favorite commentator. He loves Vince oh, when he's doing wow. commentary. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Vince was yeah, great. Yeah, Jesse's one of my Jesse's one of my favorite color commentators. Like I, I like even with Tony, he was great. Like just the jokes that Jesse would make. Um, and then, um, yeah, Jesse has a very interesting career, especially the way he left the WWE on the, you know, with the whole legal issues he had getting royalties. It was pretty interesting how he left. And you talk about got another guy that's pretty much done it all. I mean, he's a wrestler, commentator, actor, governor. <laughs> yeah. Name it. Maybe yeah, president. Yeah, I think his his um his outside of wrestling interviews are like I just I can watch him talk about his life story just for hours because he's just so interesting. Absolutely. Hey, Papa uh, Stroke. You know what? The yeah. best combination, Super Brawl two. When Jim Ross brought in Jesse the Body and they were working together, I think that's the best combination of announcing team ever, in my opinion. They were just oh, they worked were so together. well together. Yeah. 
know? Yeah, I we I used to, when I I was in WCW at the time, and I used to see them all playing cards. All the announcers like Jesse, Jim <laughs> Ross, you know, going, they're all like playing cards together. It was great. I thought it was really cool that um, WrestleMania 17, you had the pairing of Jim Ross and Paul Heyman. I oh, thought yeah. that was a pretty neat pairing because um, two different uh, origins and styles, Paul being very annoying and New Yorker and Ross, the lovable southern guy. It was, it was a pretty neat pairing. You know, there was some friction there at times between those two, but, I mean, you couldn't deny when they got together. I mean, it was a great comp- – like you said, it was a great combination. Yeah. Right, complimenting each other. You know, Steve, you know, it was – nobody mentioned this, but a lot of wrestlers, before they had, you know, like, main events at a pay-per-view, they would do commentary – so they could qualify as, as commentators too, different wrestlers, you know. I know back in the day I I I I would really enjoy like Mark Lawrence with world class championship wrestling. Um and his commentating, you know, back in the days with the Von Erics, Freebirds and Bruce Brody and Ravishing Rick Rude and a lot of the guys that that came, you know, Gary Hart and all that. Yeah, and I course, like I, uh, going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, Paulie you, you know, we mentioned Eric, B- mentioned Eric Bischoff earlier, and uh, Ken Resnick and Gene Oakland. You know, originally came from the, the Vergania AWA era. Yeah, Papa Joe was yeah, dangerously a commentator at one time. We just we're just talking about yeah, him, Malcolm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, Mean Gene's one of my favorite interviews because he would Amen. he would talk back with the wrestlers and um, it was kind of cool hearing Ken talk about AWA and getting his thoughts on Gene. Do, do you guys remember the time? Uh, ever watched the interview that Gene did back in AWA with uh, Jesse Ventura and Mr. Saito, where they were trying to break this uh, block <laughs> of wood and they couldn't do it, and and, and Gene just like lost it. He totally corpsed out, man. It was hilarious. Speaking of corpsing out, we yeah. have uh, Justin on the line. Let's see what oh, his com- favorite comment. Yeah, let's see what his favorite commentators are. I'm dying to hear this. All right, Justin. Uh, uh, Justin, who are some of your favorite uh, commentators through the years, man? You enjoy watching? Uh, I'd say Jr. I like I like Paul Heyman. And I like, uh, uh, I would say, I would say when I used to go to, uh, independent wrestling shows, I'd say hum- Humphrey, Humphrey J. DuPont, he was interesting. But, uh, right, GXW. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, my days of, uh, going to independent wrestling is finished. But other than that, what is not selling back up, but it's okay. Yeah, but the, uh, Jr. and uh, Paul Heyman I actually do like. They're very uh, interesting. I mostly like uh, I mostly like Paul Heyman because he's more straightforward with uh, calling the match. So 
You know, I That's really enjoyed Joey, Joey Styles' commentary, honestly. The ECW, back in the ECW era. I mean, he was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was um, great on his own. I re- you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned Joey Styles because I really like Don Callis. I know he's kind of polarizing to some people, but I really like uh, Don and Joey and Don with uh, Kevin Kelly in New Japan. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm really Don's glad. Great. That, yeah, Don Callis is awesome. Commentary, yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that Don has kind of been playing Game of Thrones lately, and uh, I think him and Kenny have been a really good uh, partnership. Uh, he seems like he's kind of like... It's funny, um, Melter was comparing uh, him and Kenny to Bockwinkle and Heenan, um, wondering if... Uh, if that oh, is man, what a combo those guys were. Bockwinkle yeah. and Heenan, man. Wow. Good stuff. Hey, Papa Stroke, could we mention some wrestling announcers when we were kids in the 70s? Because there was a damn good one. His name was well, Hank Renner, big time Ma- wrestling. Malcolm, Malcolm, the concept of tonight, the topic for tonight is greatest commentators and interviewers. So, of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he was an interviewer, so he would qualify. So. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, good. Please do. <laughs> Kind of look like yeah. that country singer Bill Anderson. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. And he uh, even had. Do you remember Moondog Maine? Because he had Moondog Maine commentating on one of the events when I was a kid. Right. So. Yeah, I, I think I remember uh, years back, uh, Rip Oliver in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. He uh, did some commentating too, as well as wrestling. Well, uh, anyone else? Uh, some of you guys are really quiet tonight. Uh, anyone else <laughs> you comes to mind that you enjoyed? Any commentators? <laughs> Don't let us steal all the fun. Um, Apparently, you know, I I thought um, a lot. Of, I think Mike today gets a lot of flack for being play-by-play, play, but I really liked him and Don West and him and Taz and TNA. I thought those were like the last two great announced teams, I thought. I, I really missed Sine on commentary, even though he wasn't everyone's favorite. I thought him and Don brought the excitement to Impact. Hey, Steve, it, it was, what about Mike Jim Sine Cornette? Was, Mike Sine was pretty amazing. Because, I mean, he would do in-depth background checks on, on a lot of the wrestlers, you know what I mean? And, uh, like, right when I first, like, for example, when I first debuted, started out, you know, full-time with WCW, I mean, he knew all my about my, all of my overseas stuff and everything. And, I mean, he had more on me than the actual bookers did. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. Oh, man. yeah. It was amazing. I, I thought it was really cool that uh, when – uh, Meltzer, there was a clip of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame discussion about Kenny Omega going in, and Mike Tanay still mm-hmm. follows the sport, even though he's not doing commentary on a major show. I thought that was pretty cool. He still follows wrestling and talks yeah, he, with he's the always, journalists he, about. He, yeah, you're right. Omega. He's always remained an avid fan of the business. Yeah, and hey, he keeps in touch with everything. What about hey, Bruno Sammartino and Jim Cornette? <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, oh. Uh, there, uh, and you too. You want to talk about another guy that's still a fan of the business this day, uh, Jim Cornette. Whether you yeah. agree with his uh, views or not, man, he's uh, just he, he, he keeps up with the thing. And then I mean, he's, his mind is like an encyclopedia, just kind of like Kevin Sullivan's is. I mean, he can he can tell you like a house show figures <laughs> years ago and everything. Uh, Cornette's amazing. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have a lot of differing opinions on Cornette, but Mick Foley, you know, really put Cornette's commentary over and, and said that, you know, Foley Foley talked about his match with No Mascaras and how he was kind of disappointed with it, but having Cornette call it made that match much better, Mick thought, which I thought was pretty interesting. Did 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 Mick, uh, have you ever heard the story of Mick Foley where he, he, he's talking to Cornette about it, coming up with his finisher in WCW where he, we was talking about the elbow he used to do off the apron, and uh, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty funny story. You get a chance to hear it sometime. Yeah, like um, when Mick took a floor bump, Cornette would sell it like he was dead. This is way before the the cell bump, <laughs> yeah. but Cornette would make it so dramatic, but in the right way. I'll never forget his class of champions, right? And uh, back to his cactus deck, and uh, I, I think he took a drop kick or something, and he went straight for the floor, right? And you could hear Cornette going, Jesus Christ, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the mascara's match. Yeah. I, I, I about lost it, man. I, I think I was drinking something. I spit up my drink. I was laughing so hard. I got one for you. I got one for oh, you. Oh, go guys. ahead. Um, I would say, I would say when I was watching Lucha Underground, my two favorite were, uh, Matt Stryker and, uh, Vampiro. Those two, those two, uh, I'd say, I'd say those two, they, they, that was the whole reason why I watched the whole, uh, Lucha Underground part. And, uh. Are you talking about Matt Stryker and Vampiro? Yeah, Matt Stryker and Vampiro. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah, but I think I Matt Stryker. And it's a shame. I'm glad you mentioned that. And it's a shame that. Just, and it's a shame that uh, of another one. And it's a shame oh, that Lucha yeah. Underground oh, wait, wait, isn't wait, around anymore. Let me reply to Justin first. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a shame that uh, Lucha Underground isn't no more. So. I guess they couldn't get their uh, contract renewed or something like that for season five or so. It yeah, would have been interesting yeah. to see uh, uh, Matt and uh, Vampiro, man. It was absolutely. I, I, I used to, I used to, I used to, I, I still, I still watch uh, reruns on uh, uh, the Lucha Underground on Tubi TV. Can... and it's interesting. I like watching those two as a pair. Yeah, you can watch it on TV. Plus, I'm glad you said that because I really thought the commentary on Vampiro versus Pentagon, the Sarah Mieta match, really made that match more enjoyable for me. Like, just the drama of it, like knowing Vampiro is this old veteran and he's getting, you know, just assaulted by Pentagon for most of the match. You know, going through this death match type match, and uh, yeah, like I think Stryker's commentary on that was just some of his best commentary I've heard, and it really made me invested in the match emotionally. 
Hey, mm. Papa Stroke, can I get one more? Hey, hey, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. I love you, Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, thank you for that brother love moment, Malcolm. Um, yeah, I, I know, like, back in the day, I, I used to love watching Buddy Colt uh, do co-commentary with uh, Gordon Soley. And uh, I, I think one time, I think uh, there was a funny bit where Gordon Soley was, him and uh, Terry Funk was playing a rib on somebody, a doctor or something. And uh, and, and, and it was funny because we, we talked earlier about how Gordon's always so stoic. You know what I mean? And he, he didn't, like... Smarten the doctor up or anything, you know what I mean? And, and you can see Terry behind him just about, about the corpse and about to lose it, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey so, sir, I got a question for uh, Steve real quick. Okay, I got a quick go question ahead. for Steve. Sure. Hey, Steve, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if it's me or if it's maybe me. Maybe me. We have a similarity between us. I think I, I've always noticed when uh, when Matt Stryker and Vampiro always called the match, it made it made the match more more entertaining, and it was always something. It was always more entertaining with Stryker and Vampiro when they called the match, and it was like it was always entertaining when when you had those guys. Around. So that's a question. No, well, no, no. Just, no, I mean, no, I mean, like, did you find did you find it more did you find it entertaining with those two, or was it just? I think bland? I think they had good chemistry, and it's it's funny because that that match I mentioned earlier, Vampiro was wrestling in it, so he couldn't do commentary. So I think Stryker, even with another guy, was just in his element on Lucha Underground. Did you hear? Did you hear? Uh, supposedly. I don't know. I don't know how true it is. They said that uh, I think Vampiro came out and said that he has uh, he has like Alzheimer's or something like that. Oh shit! Sure. He, he was he was going through some health issues, but I think uh, he's he's worked on a documentary, so I would I would think he's probably in better condition now. But yeah, he was going through some health problems for a while. Uh, how, how could I forget Sean Mooney? Oh my gosh, Sean Mooney. Yeah. Remember that guy? Right. Oh, Sean Mooney, man. He was giving us WWE George. old school WWE updates, man. <laughs> Craig oh, he, even, he was on uh, NWA Power last time I, we saw him. I thought that was pretty cool. Right. And uh, right. one of the um, one of my favorite one of my favorite current commentators uh, right now going has to be Wade, uh, Wade Barrett. I mean that oh, guy. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I mean he's he's he did great with the NWA. He's uh, doing great now in back with NXT. Man, I mean he's he, he's he's just killing it. He's got a good voice, and I I think he's a good asset for any company he works for. I like his work on NWA as well, and also since you mentioned Wade, I wanted to mention Nigel because Nigel. Oh, Nigel McGinnis. Really? Yes. Yeah. Nigel McGuinness was so great on that Walter versus Ilya Dragunov match a, a couple, a few weeks back on NXT UK because, like, he was really into that. 
And uh, yeah, I really liked when he I liked when he name dropped the old Japan legends like Jumbo and Brody and Baba. I was really into it even more because of Nigel, even though the match was you know badass. Another case of how a commentator can actually good commentary can actually make a match. I mean, it's so important to have mm-hmm. good commentary. And especially now, when there's no crowd too. Papa right. Stroke. Lord Absolutely. Alfred Hayes and Missy Hyatt. Yeah, yeah, two two good mentions there, Malcolm. Thank you. Lord Alfred Hayes, another great wrestler turned great commentator. Um, his own right, and uh, I mean, he was pretty much uh, the foundation for the '80s commentary with WWE, for sure. And Missy Hyatt, you know, uh, look at the history of Missy oh. Hyatt, uh, Mid South and WCW and and all that, and I mean, she has. Quite quite a number of years of experience. I love hearing uh, Alfred's voice still in the advertisements, even for the ice cream bars that they sell. Painful <laughs> by, by the following. <laughs> you go ahead and say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. <laughs> hey, Papa's Joe, the TNT show with Vince McMahon. Remember? Word Alfred Hayes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure enough, that was that was, that was an inter- entertaining show actually. Looking back yeah. on it, good stuff, man. And uh, Lee Marshall, I think um, Lee Marshall, he, he did the voice of yeah, Tiger. AWA. Yeah, and WCW. Yeah, that's right. Because you remember on the road with Lee Marshall. <laughs> yeah. 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 David Crockett. And, uh, and uh, David let's, Crockett? let's not forget uh, Chris Cruz. Remember Chris Cruz? Yeah. <laughs> I like the commercial. Jesus, now, Uncle, how Uncle did Uncle I Terry, get to Uncle this? Terry Funk used to call him Crispy Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy Cruz, man. You know the POC commercial, Papa Strip? Jesus, how do I get roped into this? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if you guys ever watched WCW All Nighter. Show they had years ago, right? Yeah. It's like and everybody was like all lax and chilled, you know, in the room. You got Dusty, Gordon, Bobby Heenan, and Larry Zbysko, and everybody just chilled out, right? Kick back, and here's Chris Cruz in the little corner in the suit, just like in glasses looking at everybody, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Hey, Papa, Papa Strew, was that the same show when they painted that? Those that uh, the whiskers and the and the black nose on Bobby Heenan, like yeah, weasel. Yeah, <laughs> and Bob, Bobby wasn't selling it. You know, he was, he was like laughing. I had no idea. You know, he wasn't selling. It. He had the the gimmick on his face. But it was funny. And there was hey, some Stro. skinny. There, there, there was some skinny Van Vader. Remember, and through the curtain waving at the camera. <laughs> I knew who that guy was. Oh my god. Uh, yes, Grady, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, when you were talking about Chris Cruz, Chris Cruz used to commentate with Brian Thompson for traditional championship wrestling back in the earlier days when they were for, when they first started, too. So that's how I knew Chris okay. Cruz also. So. All right, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Because Brian Thompson, when TCW was running... 
See, Brian Thompson always loved to give Granny grief. And, of course, I gave it right back. Because <laughs> oh, he, okay. was Bob, he was beautiful Bobby Eaton's booking agent. And Bobby ah. Eaton was part of TCW back in, you know, when okay. they were running. So that's how I got to know beautiful Bobby Eaton. And Brian would always holler, security, security, get this crazy woman out of here. She doesn't belong here. Well, we were at a legend show one time, and Brian Thompson says, Granny, what do you think you're doing here? And I said, shut up, Brian Thompson. I didn't come to see you. I came to see Bobby. And Bobby says, yeah, Brian, leave Granny alone before I have to hurt you. Well... (laughs) With the last show that that TCW did, when Tommy Dreamer grabbed my cane and used it on Matt Revere, Matt Rhodes and Brian Thompson were commentating. Matt Rhodes like, oh, my God, he's got Granny Hulkster's cane. And the crowd's going wild, you know, and everything. And and Brian's (laughs) like, Granny, what do you think you're doing? This isn't fans. Bring your own weapons match. You know, and and he walked down and he started swinging my cane. It it was one of those fold-up ones, so it looked like he broke it. And they're like, oh, my God, he broke Granny's cane. And he comes and he takes the handle under Matt's tights and he pulls up on the the cane and makes Matt start hopping like a bunny rabbit. Well, before, <laughs> when he first did this, he knocked Matt down to the floor and he started twisting the cane down on, you know, Matt's stomach, you know, abdominal area. And they're like, oh, my God, he's going down to the nether region. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with Brian Thompson over the years at TCW. I mean, he's one of my best friends, but I tell you, I used to give that man plenty of grief. Plenty of grief. (laughs) When we were in in Nashville for TCW, when they opened for the Tennessee State Fair, they were giving away tickets to the Fozzie concert, you know, Chris Jericho and his band Fozzie. Well, mm-hmm. I won the tickets, and I mm-hmm. mean, I didn't know I won at first, and I told, and I said, announce that number again, and I said, oh, my God, it's me. Well, I knew I couldn't come back down, so this guy came up to me. I didn't even know who he was. He says, ma'am, he says, how much would you sell two of those tickets to me for? And I said, I don't know. You know, they were general admission tickets, so they didn't cost me anything, you know, for the concert. But I got 20 bucks for two tickets that I sold to this guy that I didn't even know. And Brian Thompson, he comes up to me. He's a Granny, what are you going to do with those other two tickets? I said, I have no idea. He said, well, why don't you give them to me? And I said, well, I might as well because I said, I know I won't be able to use them. And he says, oh, Granny, make it a deal with the devil. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, but he never, I, don't think he ever, I don't think he ever used them any either, you know, but. Uh, oh, man. One funny moment I was going to share uh, was uh, Sid. Sid Vicious was, like, talking, uh, complaining about something, and uh, he didn't realize he was on the air. And uh, <laughs> Gene, Gene Okerlund comes up to him and says, hey, Sid. We're live, pal. <laughs> and he's like, oh, crap, you know? <laughs> oh, man, this is too much. Great stuff, man. Oh, man. So, so many so many great ones for the year, so you know what I mean? 
Go ahead. I recall Ray, Ray the Crippler Stevens when I was a kid commentating, too. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was really yeah. good. Uh, oh, I know oh, the, Grand Wizard, the, the, the Grand Wizard. The Grand Wizard. The Grand Wizard. <laughs> was pretty good, too. Papa Strauss, Superstar Billy Graham at SummerSlam 88. Hulk Hogan, the man with the bionic biceps. Did you hear what biceps. I said? I said Grand Wizard. I didn't say oh, he was Superstar Billy Graham. Was that Billy the Grand, Grand Wizard? <laughs> oh. I just said Grand Wizard. <laughs> but, yeah, Superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, he was good, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steve, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, I had a, one. I have one that's kind of probably going to be overlooked because he's a Japanese commentator, but I really like Funaki, both as a interviewer Funaki, and... Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. He was SmackDown he was number very, one announcer, remember? <laughs> yeah, Ichiban, yeah. Number one, yeah. He was um, entertaining personality, uh, even if it's stereotypical, but um, like, he... You know, to this day, was still like he was doing stuff on the Edge and Christian show, and he was, he was like acting like a host with Howard Finkel's voice dubbed over him, which was just hilarious. And uh, oh yeah, um, Howard Finkel, really man, like, who can we? How can we forget Howard? Yeah, Finkel? the Fink. I really like. Um, yeah, not to ignore Fink, but I really was glad I got the chance to. Uh, Interact with Funaki at uh, Backlash pay per view uh, years ago because uh, I was right beh- I was right above him. It was pretty cool, like getting Nobody that interaction with him. Like but Fink yeah, did, man, Fink had an incredible oh, yeah. voice. And I I I wanted him to say Kabuki for the longest time. So finally, uh, at one of the CACs in Vegas, right, I approached him and asked him if he would say Funaki one time in in his announcer voice, right. And he did, and I, I totally popped, man. I, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> he said Kabuki, his voice. Because I heard <laughs> Gary Hart was his. No one could say it like Gary Hart, though. Yeah, obviously, Gary Hart was amazing. But, I mean, to hear Fink spin on the Kabuki name was just great. I, I loved it. What about two modern would, yeah. interviewers? Alexa Bliss and The Miz. I really like um, Bravo Mountain. Bravo. <laughs> I really like I really like uh hearing some of that early Undertaker and hearing Finkel announce Undertaker's name. Um also uh the Luke Gallows story of uh Finkel calling him and uh mentioning watch out for that choke slam and Luke Gallows has a really good single voice impression. And, you know, Percy Pringle, who was, you know, of course, Paul Bearer, was actually a really good heel commentator at one time, too. Yeah. Love his earlier stuff. I might have to go back and watch that because I hadn't seen a lot of that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. You know, um, the earlier stuff is good. I, I was listening to... Um, a podcast profile on, on Paul Bear, and I wasn't even familiar that he was a wrestler early in his career. Like, he was called the Embalmer. I was like, I, that, was, that, that was great. Like, he had a macabre, right. morbid, like, gimmick as well as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, good stuff. 
And uh, I, I mentioned Missy Hyatt earlier on. Um, there's been quite a few, uh, you know, great female commentators in interviews through the years. Yeah, Papa Stray, do you remember Russell War 91 when Missy was trying to interview a babe and she got Stan the Larry <laughs> Jesse <laughs> Well, do you guys remember uh, Bonnie Blackstone, who was with uh, Joe Petticino quite a bit? She did a lot yeah. of uh, interviews. Yeah. Good stuff, man. They they did a brief, yeah, a brief period there with WCW where you, you Joe Pettacino would do like the top ten. If you guys remember, he used to do the top ten. Yeah, I remember like that. The NWA top ten type thing. Good stuff. Um. And uh, there was a brief, brief period in time where Terry Funk was doing commentary. Yeah. Oh, it was, he was pretty entertaining, yeah. That's true. When Sting got kicked out of the horseman, he was calling Jim Ross. Yeah. And he had his old uh, segment called Funk's Corner, or Funk's Grill, yeah. excuse me. Funk's Grill. <laughs> Funk's Grill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and a matter of fact, Bobby Heenan had his own show at one time. Yeah, the Bobby Remember that? Heenan show. <laughs> the Bobby Heenan show. Oh, my goodness. Tremendous. Daddy Piper, a girl of mine, seems to make fun of him the next week after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He has his own cast of characters. Yeah, Roddy Piper told me, Papa Stroh, he had a lot of respect for Bobby Heenan, even though he made fun of him and his character, you know, on the camera. Oh, well, you know, well Bobby would be a wrestler and a very good wrestler at that. So, I mean, he yeah. had a respect of a lot, lot of people in the business. And Bobby's been well, around I mean, a long they used time. To, they used to go to the rain, arenas in the 80s, and I was at the Arco. Good these people yelled weasel. When I met Bobby Heenan, I said I never yelled weasel, not one time. You know, I was, thought, had respect for Bobby. Well, Bobby's been, like I said, Bobby's been around a long time, man. I mean, and that was just all part of his stick, you know what I mean? No more than, yeah. you know, they're, they're ranting at all the, the villains back then, Iron Sheik and all that, right? And and Iron Sheik was like the Kurt Angle of his time. <laughs> Double tough. Yeah. Papa Stroh, what about Steve Mongo McMichael? He was on the first staff on Nitro first year. Yeah, with his, dog, remember, his little dog. Remember his little dog? He's yeah. Pepe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Peppy, Bobby Heenan would talk. Peppy would snap at him. <laughs> oh yeah, good stuff. I guess. I um. I guess say though Jim Ross is probably my favorite of all time. He's uh. Uh, not just as a commentator, but as an interviewer, too, because his interviews with Mankind and Kane, I thought, were very entertaining. Uh, I know the Mankind one gets more uh, right. praise, but and he hated the Kane interview that he did where he was burned, but I just love seeing him interview these, you know, scary monster-type wrestlers and, and seeing him in harm's way. Like, it was just really good drama. 
Oh yeah. Um. This uh, gosh, I mean, who? Jim Ross really helped elevate a lot of the stars of WWE. Look at the, the interviews he did with Triple H and uh, Kane and uh, you know Mick Foley, and I mean some of the most memorable interviews ever. And the whole story where Mick Foley back in his mankind talking about his childhood, how he got to be mankind. I mean, it was pretty amazing, the interaction back and forth between Jim Ross and Mick Foley, man. Yeah, Foley is, like, quoting Shakespeare at one moment, and then Foley's taking him out with the mandible claw. It's just great stuff. Steve, you should have seen the ones he did in the 80s with with Sting and Lex Luger together. Those were really good. Yeah, I'm sure you had some great work in WCW as well. And, you know, he really helped elevate uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams with Mid-South. Yeah. Too, as well. Really, I mean, cause he helped put Dr. Death on the map. I mean, I mean, just talking about uh, just really, I mean, his elevating some of the main events with Mid-South and later became UWF. Uh, it, was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, he was like the voice. During that time. I really wanted I thought it was really cool when they came out with that WWE video game with CM Punk and Steve Austin on the covers and they were they mm-hmm. were teasing some tension between the two and Jim Ross was in the middle of it. It made me right. want that match that never happened with Punk and Austin. I'm trying to think it was in the video for um Florida Championship Wrestling there that did a lot of interview, but you know interviews and stuff. Uh, that at, that was filling for Gordon Soley at the time. Uh, a brunette lady, I can't think of her name to save my life, but you you'll know her if you see her, right? But uh, I mean, it was pretty innovative during that time because you didn't see that too many you know, female commentators doing her thing, but uh, she was really good. Steve, are that commentary by Jim Ross? And Punk and Steve Austin, was that in the video game? No, it wasn't a commentary. It was a segment teasing the video game about oh, okay. what would happen if they if those if those two ever faced off. It was like a dream match tease. Okay. So, like a video game uh, ad. They had like a sit down interview, and I thought it was really uh, thing the tension between the two. And, how Jim Ross re- had to I remember that one, Steve. I remember yeah. that one, Steve. That one that one was that one it was very uh it got very intense with uh Steve Austin and uh CM Punk. It was interesting. Right. I re- No, it, it was a good interview. I thought it I thought it was pretty good. It was And great. CM Punk did some commentary too for a little while. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think uh, Punk's doing commentary for uh, MMA right now, too. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. It's amazing how everything comes comes back around in full circle. It's amazing. Papa Stro, I'm just curious. Didn't Steve Austin, even though he didn't have his own show, didn't he do some commentary, like, in the ring at times uh, back in the 90s? Uh, he, he had his moments. Um yeah. I, I know he did. Uh, he did a few of the flair for the golds with Pillman. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood Blonde. Yeah, the, the flair. Yeah. Well, 
And then uh, yeah, actually you had uh, Norman the Lunatic. You actually had the Norman the Lunatic uh, do some commentary for a little bit, for a little while. Because yeah, Norman Norman Flair Lunatic. would count, wouldn't he? Rick Flair did Flair for the gold, so he would count for interviewer. Well, Rick's another one of those guys. He's pretty much done, a, done it all. And, and it, all it was right. really cool to hear Rick Flair commentate because, I mean, Rick's – you know, when he gets to commentating, I mean, he, I mean he's he's so like uh, he, he's like Gordon solely. He's like a real monotone into the moment and in, into the match and and everything. It, it, it's so unlike what he does when he does the promos, where he you know he gets on the the old nature boy thing. I mean, he's really like into uh, the match and very monotone. It was really cool to see the the shift that Ric Flair does when he, he used to do to commentating. I mean, he was, like, very had, soft-spoken, you know what I mean? He had Direct. such a great interview voice, Ric Flair does. Uh, I've always been amazed the way he can change his, the tone of his voice, go from soft to loud. It's just really good. I think um, if we're talking interviewers as well, uh, I know we mentioned Piper, but also uh, not just Piper, but Jake Roberts, I think. Because yeah. they both had their talk shows, and uh, Pipe, you know, Snake Pit, Piper Spoke, had some iconic yeah, moments right, as well. Jake. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, actually, Jake did some commentary too, uh, every now and then. And uh, and Jake was uh, stuff with well, we with Jake. I mean, from commentary to promos, everything he did was so methodical and, and real thought out. I mean, Jake is Jake is like the master psychologist. He really is. Yeah, his um, his diction and his pacing on his promos are very captivating, and um, whatever he would say was always interesting. And um, I think this might be, and I don't know how long he was doing interviewing or commentary, but I think Brian Brian Pillman could have been a bigger name in interviewing and commentary had he stuck around longer. Because oh, I, yeah, I sure. Could have, I could have sworn I'd seen him do interviews and, and sometimes do commentary. I think he would have been great at that, especially because he was such a great promo guy as Luce came in. Well, I thought Renee... Uh... John Moxley's wife, uh, she's, I mean, she has really come to her own as far as commentating. I mean, when she had the, the, the whole backstage show with WWE, I mean, she pretty much blossomed with that. And yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And see, I mean, I think, it was like, it, it was yeah. great to see, you know. I think she enjoyed interviewing more than commentary, but... Um, yeah, I'm really glad that she's doing. She's getting into podcasting, and hopefully, she gets either uh, a sports journalist, uh, you know, gig or uh, an AEW uh, spot because uh, whenever her contract runs out, because you know, I think she definitely will have some offers when they when she can get signed somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect with the WWF in like 91 with Piper. He was a commentator. Yes, he was. As a matter of fact, he, he was uh, 
uh, an avid uh, commentator with the, the primetime show they had one time when they had to like the t- round yeah. table with Vince McMahon and uh, Bobby Heenan and uh, occasionally you know, Grilla Monsoon and, and case you know revolving guests like Hillbilly Jim, Slick, and some yeah. some Roddy Piper, some of the guys back then. Yeah, I was, yeah reading he was, I was reading he was an underrated uh, commentator as well. And he, he did some of the Raws, too. Some of the commenting for some of the earlier Raws, Monday Night Raws. And uh, the, angles, the, the angles he did in primetime were... Um, this was back when, uh, this, like when Ric Flair was there. And it caused friction between uh, him and uh, Bobby Heenan uh, was was classic. Uh, if you guys got get a chance to see that particular primetime episode where he, he dumped pours water on Bobby Heenan, <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it was great. Papa Joe, what about the next next week? Maybe wrestlers that were great interviewers to put on. They gave. Uh, Great promo are you, interview. Are, are you trying to jump the gun already, Malcolm? No, no, I was just thinking next week. <laughs> no, let, let's not do that. Let's stick to the topic, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, now, now, now you think he's booking the show. Now no, I'm, I'm just trying to give you a suggestion. Good Lord. Give you a suggestion, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this guy. All right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, man, yeah, so that was that was prime time. So it was such it was a good it was a good, good show, man. I, I thought, and I mean, he had some great some great commentators all in one deal. You know what I mean? And kind of like a round table, kind of like uh, remember that show they used to have on the I don't know if it was on the network or it, it was like a legend show, or something like that. Legends of Legends. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, Mick, yeah, Mick Foley there, Michael Hayes, uh, Pat Pat, the late Pat Patterson, Gene Okerlund, and Dusty was there a few times. Jim Ross. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, yeah, and they would talk it's about on the WWE uh, Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it, it is now, but I mean, before then, it was just like Legends of Wrestling, and then the network came along, and um, but uh, yeah. It, and they had their own stories, their own spin on different things in wrestling history, like, for example, the Shockmaster. <laughs> the, the Shockmaster segment, and Dusty would talk about that. Oh, it was hysterical. Yeah, it was actually uh, a show from, like, 2006 to 2012 on, on the on-demand service, and then came back in 2014. That's right. Papa Stroh, I'm just curious. I saw a match between two called Scorpio and Marcus Alexander Bagwell, and Teddy Long was their manager. It was Starcade in mm-hmm. uh, 1993, and they were taking on pretty right. wonderful Paul Roman and uh, Paul Orndorff. And the and the mass superstar was for the manager for Paul Orndorff and and Paul Roman. Uh, do you know who was under the mask? Uh, the guy that was the mass superstar that night. Um, the mass superstar. Well, I mean, the real guy. <laughs> I mean, 
it was it, that's what I'm saying. It was the match superstar. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It, I didn't it, know. It was, it, was the legit guy. Yeah, it, it wasn't an imposter. Trust me. I'm gonna make a comment. <laughs> Papa Stro knows more than I did because he actually wrestled. <laughs> yeah, it was him. I promise. Yeah, match superstar is awesome, man. No match superstar. I really oh, like. Okay. Uh, I sometimes will watch um, Japanese commentary on New Japan. Uh, I'm really glad that Jushin Liger is a uh, color commentator. And uh, that's really cool. Seeing, I really like seeing Milano Collection AT uh, kind of interact with uh, Lij before Evil turned and when Evil broke the scythe that he gave to Milano, like, just breaking Milano's heart was just great. It was just great stuff. Like, just great heat on evil. It, it, it's great. It was cool seeing that because, you know, a lot of the, like, the older Japanese legends, they get into, like, politics, like the Senate and all that, right? So it's, it's really cool to see some of them that branch out to the commentary. Steve uh, Steve, did Jushin Thunder Liger ever be interviewed? Was he ever interviewed by anybody? Because I don't recall that. Um, I don't. What do you mean, like a shoot interview or a? Like no, a, I mean just you know, like at, before a match being interviewed. Because I don't recall him being interviewed. He might have been uh, doing Japanese interviews. Um, well, I mean I in, the, in America, WCW, and well, you know. Oh, I'm going to have to go back. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. I think he might have had Sonny Ono with them to, to do his interviews. That's possible, yes. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right I'm going to have to go back and find yeah. one of his. I'm, I, that's, a good, that's a good idea. I'm going to have to go find an interview that he might have done in WCW. Now, now, somewhere on YouTube, if you guys look look into the search, uh, I stumbled on, uh, not too long ago, I stumbled on the interview that uh, – the Great Muda did with Abdul the Butcher, where the Great Muda was actually interviewing Abdul the Butcher. It was really cool. At, at a restaurant, House of right. Rose in Atlanta. So if you guys get, guys get a chance, check it out. It's, it's really cool. It's a rare that. interview by the Great Muda with uh, Ab- Abby, Abdullah. I'm going to go find that, but I, I think I saw clips of that. I'm going to go watch that again. I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> but oh, if, you, if you find it, it's really cool. Liger had a run in with Bill after years ago, but I'm sure Liger had a Sonny Ono or a trans there with him in WCW. Hey Steve, that was a good guy to mention. Bill After did some good interviews. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, you remember the um, remember their, their music video that him and Gordon Sully were involved in, uh, <laughs> "Hand Jive" by George George, George Thorogood. Really? Yeah, George Thorogood. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I like that. I I love getting interacted Bill after at independent shows if I can if I can see him at a show that I've seen him a couple times um, at the bigger conventions and. Uh, 
nice guy. Um, I really like that he was the one, like, just knowing that he was the one that introduced Lawler and Andy Kaufman to each other and just kind of changed. He was, like, kind of the catalyst to changing wrestling history. Yeah, another guy that, another guy that could uh, do it all is um, Paul Ellering, who was a yeah. great wrestler, and also he turned commentator yeah. there for a little bit before he started managing the Road Warriors. And little known fact there, there was uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. Yeah, I've heard ago. that. Uh, I've heard that Paul Ellering is a very intelligent guy, and. Uh, it's um it was kind of cool to see him come back for the AOP for the run that he had uh NXT briefly on the main roster. Mhm. And uh, Cowboy Bill Watts actually did a lot of his commentary with uh Mid South there for a little while. All right, we have to go back. With, and, I gotta go back and watch and, the Mid South stuff because. I've heard and you can see about like, the earlier like days of Ted DiBiase and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and Terry Gordy and guys like that. Oh, yeah. There's a great match on there, actually. He's commentating. Uh, uh, well, one of them was the Junkyard Dog, and the other one was uh, the Guerreros. Hector and Mondo. Nice. Uh, taking on the Rock and Roll oh, Yeah. I remember uh, Hector, I think, did the Spanish Hector and Travel Senior, excuse me. My bad. It was, it was Travel Senior and Hector. Yeah. I believe Hector was a commentator for Spanish commentary as well. Yes. Sure was. He sure was. You know, when I left Papastro back in the 80s, when Jesse Ventura did the body shop in 86 and the Macho Man won the Intercontinental Championship. That he told um, uh, he told the Macho Man that uh, he was going to let Macho Man was going to let Elizabeth hold the belt, the championship belt. And he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, champion champions has prerogatives or something like. And he changed his mind. He didn't want to let her hold the belt. That was so funny the way he did it. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, I know we already mentioned, I think we mentioned Vince earlier. I really liked uh, Vince as an interviewer, um, especially with Bob Backlund, like 90s Bob Backlund. Just right. entertaining stuff, uh, seeing him react yep. to uh, certain personalities, yeah. I know, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Arnold Scolan, Golden Boy Arnold yeah, Scolan. The Golden he was, Boy. Uh, he, he was, uh, he, he did a few, some uh, uh, commentary and also you know, he managed Bob Backlund there for a little bit. Right. What a great era that was. And uh, you mentioned superstar Billy Graham earlier. I mean, there was another guy who did commentary, wrestling, uh, what have you, and he was uh, and he was an innovator too. He always uh, would, you know, change, you know, change up his deal. And like, I know he went when he, when he came to uh, the mid Atlantic championship wrestling, uh, years after his WWE, well, WWF back then run, 
he uh, you know did the whole ball. You know, he he was bald and the whole martial arts thing, right? And totally changed up his whole deal. Yeah, um, Superstar was a big influence on everybody I've heard. Hogan, Ventura, even the Superstar name is what every WWE wrestler is called now, Superstar. Mm-hmm. And, and, and another guy during that time was uh, that pretty much uh, did a little bit of commentary wrestling. It has old segment and and all that. Uh, we, we brushed up on him earlier with uh, Adrian Adonis. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, uh, him and Piper are pretty oh. close. Yeah. Hey, Papa Stroke, and I remember in 86, yes. right after WrestleMania 2, uh, Piper didn't want to interview Jake the Snake Roberts and Jimmy Hart and Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk or Jimmy Jack Funk did the interview, so Jimmy Hart would call him by his own interview. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Jimmy was great. Jimmy is so so talented. Yeah, Jimmy doesn't get enough credit how talented he is. Uh, just an amazing talent uh, all around. Not just with the wrestling, but uh, musically. Uh, just all around them. It's just an amazing, amazing guy. Now, I, I've, I was going to bring up earlier that uh, Fritz von Erich uh, did some commentary there for a little while with a world-class championship wrestling. He had a very uh, booming, uh, commanding voice, Fritz, in his promos. Yes. Was that during the 80s on ESPN? I was just wondering. Well, there are TV. There, funny story with their tapings. Actually, um, they they got hooked up with a satellite feed, right? And they didn't realize that their feed was uh, being received all the way over Japan. So they ended up having a Japanese following their world class there for a little while, <laughs> <laughs> which was really cool. Um, yeah, that's I was how they, really. Uh, you know what I mean? I was surprised at how international they are, especially their popularity in uh, Israel. I believe and, uh, they, Kevin and his boys and mm-hmm. his sons wrestled there in Israel in later years. Yeah, that you know, inspired Devon Eric to uh, take the, the tours in Japan. You know what I mean? Uh, you with David and all that. Oh, yeah. They went over there and carry. Yeah, yeah hearing, uh, oh, good, Steve. Hearing the, Japan, hearing the Japan stories and the dark side of the ring back in the news is interesting. Like, um, David, you know, working the, to- the Japan tour, and um, I think. Yeah, just it was. Oh, and then speaking of world class, I did want to mention this. Like, I didn't even know that Giant Baba wrestled on one of the Star Wars events until like recently. I was watching uh-huh. uh, Baba versus King Kong Bundy, and like, yeah, I wish that event was on the network. And I had to go find it on YouTube and had to really search for it. But 
found it. It was like a, a quick super heavyweight match, but that was just so cool seeing Giant Baba wrestle in the States. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty cool in a world-class uh, yeah. event. Papa Stroh, you forgot this one. What about the barber shop with Bruce the Barber Beefcake? Those were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, those segments were really good. Uh in fact, that was uh that was, yeah, that was the whole uh bit that uh broke out Shawn Michaels as a single star. With the right. segment with him and Janetti. But I was gonna mention uh, what I liked about you guys were mentioning Jake the Snake Roberts when he was doing the snake pit. And at first in '86, he was a bad guy, and just before WrestleMania three, you know, when the honky tonk honky tonk man whopped him with the guitar, he turned into a good guy. He did interviews with Hogan as a bad guy before in '86, and then just before Hogan was going to meet Andre, it was just great the way he could change, you know, personalities from bad to good. I, I thought it was very versatile. Um, that's that's yeah, what makes the great what they are, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That ability oh, yeah. to do Jake. that. Well, if Jake yeah, Clifton, I, I want to hear that. Great. Oh, and then um, we were talking. We we're talking about interview shows. I think uh, it was really cool that Paul Bearer had his own funeral parlor uh, show uh, yeah. during the, the early Undertaker days. Um, seeing, like, Ultimate Warrior get assaulted uh, and locked in the casket, freaking out. Uh, some pretty cool moments, I, I, you know, I bet on that funeral parlor show, Paul and Undertaker. Yeah, and the Undertaker got his hand jammed in the coffin by Jake the Snake Robert. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I think... Um, it's a. I wish him and Taker could have worked even a longer uh, rivalry because, um, and then Taker said he was. He got uh, advice and influence from Jake, kind of forming the Undertaker early on, which I can, can totally see that. And another guy we uh, haven't mentioned yet is uh, the living legend Larry Zbysko. Who's pretty much yeah, it all, right. um, with uh, you know great wrestling career, great commentary and 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 all that. I mean, his commentary was great. I've always loved Larry's business commentary, man. He um, the new world was, over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He was a big part in the NWO uh, rise. Uh, absolutely. I mean, he was he was all in that era. It was all about it, and I mean, it's uh, and you know, putting that NWO in the status that it was. I mean, Larry, Larry had a big hand in that, the commentary with uh, Eric yeah, and everything. And I'm not sure; it might have been Larry, but uh, I think they were trying to figure out what to do with the uh, how to get NWO kind of started, and I think Larry might have suggested just have him come into the crowd and hop the rail, basically. Yeah. Hey, Papa Stroh, what about Mark Madden in the later years of the Nitros? (laughs) What about Mark Madden? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he was a character, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. man. Oh, Mark Madden. He was something. Mark Madden. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I forget uh, the guy's name, the old school AWA commentary. Larry, I forget his last name, but uh, he was like, uh, I used to call him Grizzly Adams because he looked like Grizzly Adams <laughs> in the face. <laughs> But uh, I, I used to enjoy watching him with the rest of the commentators do their thing. Larry, Larry Blackwell? Blackwell? I, I think, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's him. I think that's the one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, I used to enjoy watching that guy. Because, I mean, he, he would get so excited talking about the matches and the lineups for the, yeah. the show, the TV taping. It was great. <laughs> you were talking. We were talking about Bobby Heenan, Papa Strell. I think one of his funniest moments on the mic is Piper and the Mountie were wrestling for the Intercontinental title, and Gorilla was talking about Bret Hart couldn't wrestle because he had a hundred, a uh, hundred degree temperature, and Bobby says I had a hundred thirteen degree temperature, and I took a, a bottle, a couple of Bayard's Children orange flavored aspirin. <laughs> that <was> funny. <laughs> Oh, Bobby, there's so many funny moments with Bobby. I can't even begin to pinpoint just one. There's so many great moments with him through the years. He's great. Oh, my God. You goodness. know, um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, this kind of gets overlooked, but Raven at one point was a commentator as Johnny yeah. Bolo. Yes, he w- was. Good one. WF days. Yeah. And there, Raven's and, another uh, guy who's pretty much done it all. I mean, he was a great manager. Uh, great wrestler, commentator, producer. Uh, great producer, yeah. Great mind for the business, man. I mean, he's a, and he's a bona fide genius. I mean, legit genius. Yeah, like Mensa level IQ, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed his uh, promos, and he definitely t- was influenced by Jake. He'll tell you that. I really like his um, thoughts on Jerry Waller being the best ever. It's kind of hard for me to argue. And speaking of uh, of that uh, Memphis area, uh, we mentioned Lance Russell earlier. Uh, Dave Brown was another guy who was like he was side by side with uh, Lance Russell and uh, did some great commentary with Lance through those Memphis years. Uh, so, some great memories, man. With those guys with uh, some of the greats that came through that Memphis territory, man. It's really cool. I bet an honorable mention, Chris Jericho. He was not only a great wrestler, but he was also a good singer. And when he did an interview on a talk show, he was a natural. Well, I, I really think that's going to be his calling. When he finally hangs up the boots, I think, you know, you'll see be seeing more Chris Jericho in commentary. I, I really can see that. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, him and Tony were such a good pair, like you said, uh, when they were pairing more. And then he had that talk show, the Jarrah show, I believe. And um, yeah, 
I think he does have potential if there's a spot for him on commentary. How about Brady Hicks? He used to work with PWI. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he still does a lot of work with the ECWA, actually. He does commentating for them. So, and he, he's a great commentator. Right. So Brady he qualifies, right? Oh, I told yeah, him so, uh, he sent me a link, and I was watching some of the ECWA, and he said uh, he called the move. He called it the Ace Crusher. I told him I was really the old Japan mark in me was like happy he called it the Ace Crusher, and not the not the Diamond Cutter or the RKO. Diamond Cutter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Tuesday night Corona Extra. Oh man, uh, it's been a great conversation tonight, guys. A lot of great memories we rehashed and went through. Um, is there uh, anything you guys would like to plug? Yeah, um, I, go ahead. Steve. I wanted to before the plugs. I wanted to mention I did. I talked to uh, Aiden English, who was also a commentator, and uh, I asked okay, him, great. Is Michael Cole. Yeah, I, I asked him about uh, Michael Cole being uh, underrated. He he, you know, kind of agreed with that comment. And um, I didn't. I obviously hated heel Michael Cole, but um, yeah, like uh, I guess he's really good at what he does. You know, the position he's he's, he's in, and he does a lot of backstage work as well that we don't right. see. And um, um, I'm glad that I I can interact with Aiden on, on Twitch, as, as, you know, uh, during this period. But um, yeah, um, plugs. Uh, I guess my Twitter and Twitch is uh, Star Steven. Um, glad I could call in and. Uh, Looking forward to war games. I really enjoyed Dynamite last night. Uh, really glad that Sting is selling uh, record uh, sales on T-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. So uh, it's a really exciting time to be a fan of wrestling. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Kenny Omega and Impact as well. Yeah, that's right. This, this coming Tuesday, right? They're going to be an Impact. It's pretty cool. Oh, and... Um, uh, uh, I need to get back into New Japan because they, uh, I think they announced uh, Will Ospreay versus uh, Okada for uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and then um, so that should be a pretty good matchup. And then, um, Stro, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. Did you did you see the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones uh, uh, Roy Jones fight uh, pay per view? Yes, I did, and I I, I tell you. Uh, it, it 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 was something to behold. I mean, you know, for for what it was worth. I mean, I I think they did good considering, and and Tyson for his age looks fantastic. Oh yeah, um, really glad that both were in great shape for that, and um, I think we'll definitely see Tyson again. Uh, Roy's considering it for the family, but um, and then I've heard that you know the pay per view did so well that they are you know. Outselling UFC, you know, Mazdal, you know, uh, you know, pay per view buys. So, uh, really glad to see that 
Tyson's on this comeback, and it's cool to see legends make these comebacks like Sting and Ken Shamrock and Tyson. So it's definitely exciting to be a fan of the the legends too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope we see more down the road, you know? Right. Um, any, any more, uh, Malcolm, any more, you have anything you'd like to plug? Well, before I give a plug, I wanted to ask you something. You guys mentioned Johnny Polo. I've always got all night, man. Go ahead. But there was another guy that did an interview with him on that show he was working on, Raven, when he was Johnny Polo. Do you remember who that guy was? Um, it was after Sean Mooney. quite a few people, man. Yep, this was one particular guy, but I can't remember his name. But anyway, Papa Joe, I'm excited in 16 days. I used to see Daytona Beach on Nitro during spring break and the Ocean Center, and I'm actually going to be there. And then Tony Capone, we were doing Wrestling Connection earlier tonight, and Tony said he's going to have a former WWF champion at this event, and I'm hoping it's somebody – I got my fingers crossed because I've been, it's been over two years since I got my picture with it. I'm hoping – I don't know if it's going to be, but – I'll settle for anybody there, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed. You know? And I well, hopefully, you hopefully, it won't be, um, hopefully it won't be Doink or Conquistador. <laughs> no, Papa Joe, I wanted to know, do you think you'll attend that event? You know, Tony will get you there because I'd like to see you there if you're going to be there or if you could be there. You know, really. Um, well, I'm, I'm not booked as of right now. I'm not booked with him. So, but if anything changes, I'll let you know. Well, I'll ask Tony if he could get you there, if that's okay with you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not too hard to find. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I hope I can you're – ne- you're there next week in North Carolina? Yeah, whether, whether I'm booked there or not, I'm still going to be here uh, eating corn. I'd food. like to see you. You know what I mean? I'd like it's all to good. see you next week. Yeah. Yeah, Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm, if you if you see Gangrel, uh, tell him hi for me. Steve Logan still tied because I, hey, I do you have an autograph of Do you have an autograph of Eight by ten. Not yet. I could. I I'll could send one. one to him, but I Steve, haven't done. I'll get. I'll get you that for a Christmas present. I'll get you an autograph of it. That would be the best. Uh, they're gonna let me Donner, in. Yeah, get with Dr. Well, Donner gonna, Stroh about. They're gonna let that, me in. So. They're going to let me in with the wrestlers before all the other fans get in. I get to spend time with them. So I'll get you an autograph, Steve. I swear I will. So, Malcolm, that would be the best. Yeah. Whether I'm there or not, I hope you have a wonderful time, Malcolm. Oh, I am. Yeah. Kid Vicious is going to be there, and Paul Roma and Mario Mancini. I'm, I'm going to have a party that night, Papa Stroke. And I'm going to mention the VOC Nation, how much I love all the shows I get to call in. I'm going to do that for ADU, everybody. I'm just... They better not give me the camera because, like Jay Leno says, they'll run out of time before I run out of things to say. <laughs> as long as Sid doesn't end up powerbombing the promoter, you'll be okay. <laughs> he might powerbomb me. <laughs> no, way, I think you're yeah. good. Malcolm, I think you're good. I think you're good. You have nothing to worry about. He'll love you. <laughs> I've met um, him before. 
First time I met him, Papa Joe, I said, it's nice to meet somebody that's taller than me. And Sid was cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> that he is. He was tall. Um, Granny, is there anything you'd like to plug? No, I'm, I'm good, Scro. Okay. We, 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 pray, we love you. We're praying for you. I appreciate it, guys. So I love you all, too. I'm praying for you, Granny. I appreciate that, Malcolm. Is there an autograph well. you want me to get for you at the event, <laughs> Granny? <laughs> no, I'm good, Malcolm, but okay. thanks for asking, so asking. I appreciate that. If if, if you, uh, Malcolm, if you get any spaghetti uh, recipes from those guys, uh, let me know. I'm, I'm all about looking for some <laughs> recipes. For Captain Lewis Albano won't be there. He's, he's six feet under the ground. <laughs> Well, I, I do have. I, I actually, I have one from him. Actually, I have a recipe from him. Actually, a while back, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the uh, the the guys you're, you're going to see if you get, if you get any good like Italian recipes. Sure. Let me know. You got it, Papa. Send it. I'll do that for you. Send it to me, and I'll, I'll get a cookbook uh, from him. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm all about <laughs> looking for some good stuff to cook, right? I like cooking. So it's all good. I do too. I just well, wish my I just wish my husband and I could be there at that show, Malcolm, because you know, Stro, that's mine and my husband's eleventh year wedding anniversary. That would make such well, an awesome wedding anniversary gift is to be able to see a good wrestling show with a bunch of awesome wrestlers. Granny, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll well, hold up a poster honoring your eleventh anniversary that night. How's that? Well, I appreciate that, Malcolm. So, but that would be an awesome anniversary gift is to see a show like that. Because with that lineup that they've got, oh my gosh, I I would love to see that. I'm hoping somebody's going to be there. Well, with that, I had a picture uh, with thank you guys. Um, much appreciated tonight. It was wonderful. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for the listeners for listening. In. Be sure to catch our archives of tonight's show. On VOCNation.com, look for WCB Retro in a day's date, 12-3-2020. Be good to yourselves and each other. Definitely, uh, we're keeping everybody in our thoughts and prayers for a happier and safer tomorrow. And uh, enjoy the rest of your week and weekend. And we'll see you guys next Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we're going to be leaving. Let's let's find a cool song. Oh, yeah. Uh, What about some Freebird? How about that? Freebird. Yeah, bad street. Cool. All right. I'll uh, see you guys next week. Take care of yourselves. Good night, everybody. Be safe. Yeah!